Hey, everybody. Welcome to season three of the Little Fish podcast, the School of Marketing. I'm Joel Eschenbach and so happy to have you here with me. Today, we're talking to email automation and marketing expert, Chris L. Davis. This interview is so full of helpful information. But before we get to that, if you go to the littlefishpodcast.com and click subscribe, you'll have access to free resources. I deliver to your inbox every episode, a worksheet or an action guide that helps you implement what you've learned right away into your business. So subscribe at the littlefishpodcast.com. Also, there are full video episodes if you're an audio listener. So go check that out. Well, today, it's an honor to have Chris L. Davis on the podcast. Chris was with startups like Lead Pages at the very beginning, Active Campaign as they grew to as large as they are today. He was also, uh, before that, an engineer at Lockheed Martin. This guy is brilliant, and he's humble, and he's the real deal, and I promise you, you're not going to walk away without learning a ton today. So let's jump right into my interview with Chris L. Davis. So welcome to the show, Chris. Joe, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I'm, I've been looking forward to this since you reached out to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to give you a little bit of background, we've been covering different parts of, of the digital marketing process for small businesses. We've, we've talked a little bit about getting your messaging right, mm-hmm. um, you know, get what you should put on your website. But I know email can be a little intimidating for people. Uh, I know everybody feels, it seems like it comes with one extreme or another. Either people feel like I need to be doing email and I don't know where to start. Or the other thing I get a lot is, does anybody even read email anymore? Does email even matter? So maybe, maybe let's back up all the way and talk about just email marketing in general and where, where does a small business owner even start? Yeah, I, I have to say this, Joel. Um, if, if, if those of you who are listening and watching ever come across any, any form of marketing or any for a type of marketer or CEO that claims email is dead, immediately turn around, walk out the door, close the website, like go the other way because whatever <laughs> follows that statement is all garbage uh-huh. <laughs> and it will do nothing but harm your business. Email to digital marketing is like a mailbox is to a house. You're okay. just not going to find a house without one. You're You're just not... I don't think we're ever going to be in a day and age where we don't get mail, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, So the digital version of that is the inbox. Do people read emails? Absolutely. You could argue this is, this is what's funny, Joe, is those who measure the, the performance of their marketing, specifically their email marketing, you've, you can, you've actually seen open rates increase not decrease. Everybody's talking about, oh, the inbox is flooded, spam box, and, and, and this, this, and that. Well, the, the key is, of course, you can't do the, the strategies of old where you just put everybody on one big MailChimp list and hit send. Hmm. You know, that yeah. is what is landing in spam. But targeted messaging based on a, a clear offer and, and the messaging that resonates with your audience is always going to work. Email has been, I don't want to call it, it's not a secret weapon, but it's become a secret weapon because so many people have gotten tired of it as if it's a channel that grows old and dusty. And it's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no. So when you say, where should a small business start? Email is so important. I I would stress a small business owner doesn't even need a website right? Mm. You just need a landing page 
with a clear description of what you have to offer in a, in a means of capturing information. And I know we'll get into it later, but once you have that information, your ability to reach them in their inbox is going to prove in the beginning and ongoing as one of the most powerful forms of, of marketing and a, a most powerful marketing channel um, that you'll have in business. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've seen it to be true, both with our company and with our clients. And it's personal. Something about email is so much more personal than, than Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or mm-hmm. really anything else out there. Um, it is. And, and Joel, it's a convenience. You really, sometimes you have to take off the, I'm trying to get them to give me something hat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And really look at it um, in terms of the customer journey. There are many times now I'm, I'm extremely familiar, well-versed and seasoned in email, but in it, when it comes down to me looking for something, when you're searching for a solution and you find it, or perhaps you're starting a new project and you're like, man, I just need to get my bearings. If you go to a website, and they clearly explain their offer and it matches exactly what you're looking for, email serves as a shortcut for you to hurry up and get that, Hmm. right? And a connection with that company that if that initial touch point is valuable, you now have access to them, not just they have access to send to you. you Yeah, right, directly reply back to them, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Yeah. that's good stuff. (laughs) Well, very cool, so let's go back to what you're saying about a landing page. Yeah, I, I'm all for that. Even when we do websites, even our home pages are very focused as being landing pages. That's the the new website as a sales page. That's a- <laughs> um, so, so we got the information clear. People are ready to to get an email address. Where would you have people start with that? If if somebody doesn't yes. have email opt in on their website, they don't have any sort of a lead generator or lead magnet. Where yeah, what what are your, your recommendation there? Yeah, so um, I'll talk about my first piece of software I recommend paying okay. for. Okay. Um, well, actually, I guess it's my first two. <laughs> I guess they're separate. So anyways, I'll talk about that. But starting out, I recommend you get away. Get away from the computer, all the way away from the computer. Shut it down. Um, go to the park. Go for a walk. What you need to do is get clear on what your offer is right? There's, there's two things you need to get clear on when you're getting started, your offer and your audience, right? And a lot of people overcomplicate this. I shouldn't say overcomplicate it. They take the shortcut because technology is so easily accessible and there's a million people showing you, hey, do this, do that, that you could just kind of follow the leader all the way down into failure. So what I like to do is take a step <laughs> back, take a step back <laughs> and say, wait a minute, what do I want to give? Now, if you do want to use technology, open up a Google Doc, okay? Absolutely free. Notepad on Apple. I've heard works. Evernote. I like to use Notion. Whatever tool that you're using, clarify your offer. I have, um, when, I, when I'm uh, teaching my, my, my students, I have an offer sheet. It's, it's kind of like uh, from, from real estate, uh, yeah. but it, 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 it outlines everything. What are the pains? What are the benefits? What is the promise? What is the transformation? You have to get clear on that, right? Once you're clear on that, here's the secret sauce, Joe. Here's the secret sauce. Once you're clear on that, start pitching it to people in person. Mm. Like your, your family members, your friends, when somebody asks you, hey, what do you do? 
literally talk about this offer that you just created in your mind and wrote down and see their reaction. You can, this process takes less than a week. So once you have at least some initial reaction and what I'm really looking for is language. Mm. There are times where, um, uh, what I would tell people, I, you know, I, I use technology to execute marketing strategies online, this, this, and that. Yeah. And all they heard was software. Like, oh, like software? And as they kept saying, and I said, maybe I should use the word software <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when I'm describing. <laughs> so you get people's initial reaction in and out of your audience because when you're starting out, you don't really know who your audience is. So yeah. you're, you're, you're really testing this offer that you created on as many people as possible. I'm putting it in email. I'm posting on social media about it. I'm treating it as if it's real because it costs me nothing but time to create it. But it has saved me a whole lot of time if I should not actually create it because yeah. it doesn't resonate. So yeah. once you have the offer, Joe, you, you, now you pull the page out of, out of your book where you create a one page that it, that you can take everything that you've written down. You may need some help to make it make it a little persuasive, but you're just getting started. Don't worry about it. Put it down in, in your best terminology, right? Mm -hmm. Use the words that people have that you've seen resonate. I, I like for the light bulb moment, if you're explaining it to somebody and somebody's like, oh, you got something there. <laughs> like yeah. right there. I have been known right at that moment. I will take my phone out. Hold on one second. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll literally note it. Yeah. Um, I joke all the time. I'm always marketing. I'm always collecting data. I'm always analyzing. So um, not in a strange way, but people appreciate that. Hey, what you said was really good. Let me not miss it. And I, and I put it down and then I, I send it off to the team and they make sure it's updated in landing pages or whatnot. But you have all of that. You put it on a single page. And now you now you've got a place to drive people, a single place to drive people. What what did we bypass, Joe? We bypassed the cost of creating an entire website, which includes design, a whole lot of back and forth. And most people getting started out, they get stuck on the logo, spend yeah. weeks to months on the logo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So we bypassed that. We bypassed the effort that you would have taken to create a product that nobody wants because the truth of the matter is especially when you're starting out you would rather do things that look like you're progressing than do the actual stuff that gets you that gets you to move forward hmm. so if you could put, build a, a website if you could get all of these fancy graphics it appeals to the vanity in us all right That's it's so just good. like yeah. <laughs> that, that person has something look at their business and it's uh -huh. like no that's a but, hollow but, shell but they're not making any money they haven't they haven't tested anything yes. yeah yeah and, that, that, and that's that's an expensive journey go ahead joe well i was just gonna say i i think that some people have the idea we see this a lot too is that you you want to spend the time to create a website a logo a brand email marketing and then set it and forget it you never touch it again <laughs> and it's, it's a different mindset to know this is always a living, breathing, moving, living changing thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even I've been guilty of this. I like to put, I don't like to put things out until they're perfect, but that's the opposite of, of, of really the best right? way to do it. That, that is, I tell people all the time, the perfect product is your idea and your audience feedback. Mm. You, you need both, right? Yeah. <laughs> to create yeah. that product. But most people just stop at my idea. Yeah, <laughs> I've got it. This is perfect. Da, da, da. So um, the approach that I outlined, it prevents you 
from falling into so many holes that I've seen people fall into. Because Joe, the most important piece when you have, when you're starting a business is to get in front of as many people as possible and follow up with every single one of them that expresses interest. Mm -hmm. That's your number one goal. If you can't do that, you're not in business and it's going to be a long road. So the, so what I look for when somebody's getting started, I say, Hey, look, do you have an offer? Do you have a way to put that offer in front of people? And for everybody that says they're interested, do you have a means to following up with every single one, 100% follow up rate? Mm. And that typically looks like that follow up typically looks like for you, uh, email automation. Is that how yes. you accomplish that for the most part? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it's remember I, I look at, um, well, that's more advanced. I, I'll, I'll save that for yeah. later in the okay. podcast. Okay. Okay. But I look at, I, I look at email as the basics. Hmm. We're not even advanced yet. Right, Joe? Like yeah. this is the basic. It serves me as a, I, I get points. I get business points because I'm now able to follow up with every lead. And you cannot say there's, uh, I, I can't say the stat. So I'll make up a stat. There's okay. 56% of small businesses, <laughs> <laughs> right? But there's some percentage of small businesses back, back when I was uh, at Lead Pages and we were looking at this, this data. So this was around 2016, 2017. It was 42%. 42% of businesses have no follow-up. Mm. No follow-up, Joe. Easy. So just the fact that you're following up puts you ahead of businesses that have been around for maybe five to 10 years longer than you. Hmm. That's crazy. You wouldn't yeah. think that now, but I, I can, I can see it. No. I see that played out with, with other people we work with and, and other companies. And, and sometimes I'm guilty of it too, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but <clears throat> the automation's the part that uh, tends to bypass that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about automation a little bit because I think that's helpful for people I think that can be also a scary word. Yeah. If, if you're right. not a tech savvy person, so, some of, some of our listeners and what, uh, viewers are like, okay, great. No big deal. I've got 14 different softwares that do this, whatever. But some of us are going, oh man, what does he even mean with automation? <laughs> uh, that sounds like AI craziness. Mm -hmm. So break that down a little bit. Uh, if you, if you don't mind when email yeah. automation, when you, you've got that value, you've got that value proposition you were talking about, you're yeah. ready to take information. Now what? Yeah. And, and, and to simplify it for, for people, um, I like to say that, that automation is emulation, right? What is it emulating human behavior, right? Okay. So you automation cannot do what you haven't done. Or I should let me let me put it more accurately. Automation shouldn't do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what you haven't done, uh -huh. because it, it your your behavior is what gives automation its marching orders. Okay? okay, so now that's automation across the board, whether it's robots and fulfillment or whatnot. So when we go into marketing automation, it's the emulation of your marketing strategy, right? Mm -hmm. What is your 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 feet to the ground marketing strategy how do you gather how do you um get in front of question marks and turn them into leads and how do you turn those leads into customers right like what is that process yeah so when you when you have that defined you now put a layer of technology 
in there to execute it for you. And now the technology is emulating what you were doing in person. Thus, we have marketing automation. So you can be, no, 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 you can't be fearful. There was a time where you could be fearful of automation and just say, you know what, we'll get to that. Those days are gone, yeah. Joe, long gone. I think COVID has been a catalyst to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are now seeing, I mean, you have corporations that are like, wow, we're going to shut down this plant for good and be remote. Yeah. Right. Like how, how do we streamline? How do we become more efficient? We're never going back to how it was. Yeah. It's just not going to be that. So automation is more important now, not to fake people out, but to give you the opportunities to sustain in any shift in the, in the, in the, in society. Right. Yeah. 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 I love it. I'm an automation nerd myself. So I, (laughs) I mean, I try to automate everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I could automate my laundry, I would automate it. I mean, there's not a thing if I could, but you know, but but I love you're talking about emulation and automation that because people tend to jump, like you said, with the software, Mm-hmm. People tend to jump right into the automation, a software, and then go, okay, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Email one, email two, and then yeah. even think about the overall strategy. Yes. Because, Joe, what they're doing is they're blindly following someone else, hmm. right, that they look up to. Even me, I've seen people blindly follow me. So it's not, I don't want to say that in a way that it's like, you're a terrible business owner, a bad human being. It's human behavior that you have to check. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I see a model. I have a template, but let me figure out what this means for me. Because yeah. e- email is a, is a conversation. I, I, I want, that's how I want people to view it, Joe. It's a conversation. You started it on your website and you yeah. continue it through email. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reminder. It is. Yes. Yes. So when you're having that conversation, it's got to reflect your personality. If I'm, if I'm in sales, you know, a lot of small business owners, the, the owner of the business, he's, he or she is doing sales. They're also mm-hmm. doing the marketing. They're also running operations, parts of the business, depending on the size of the business. Yeah. So how would you sell anyway? That's how you should word your emails. That's how you should word your website copy. That's how you should yes. sell. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's the that's my main problem we're talking about when when businesses get started that's my main issue with templates especially mm-hmm. copy yeah i've not i've i've never been able to take copy off the shelf and paste it and send i've tried joe many times and i'm just like look i know this guy and the email worked on me he's in the same industry i even purchased his course so he's literally giving me the the blueprint and I say, okay, Chris, don't overcomplicate this. Copy, paste, send. And I get to the copy part. I get to the paste part. And right before I hit send, I'm like, let me change this around. <laughs> <You know? laughs> let me update this a bit. So it's my voice, yeah. my personality that matches my audience. And you get, you see huge results because of little things like that. Yeah, that's good. And it's, it's tempting to just shortcut it. But isn't that like anything in business? Right. We always want a shortcut and there's not a shortcut. Mm-hmm. You've got to do it the right way yep. uh, to get the, the best uh, results. So, yeah, absolutely. So when your email's a conversation and 
I think that I was in, I think it was an active campaign study hall, Utah, mm-hmm. that I was mm-hmm. in at one point, And you said, you were talking about that first email that you send to somebody and the importance yeah. and, and the high open rate of that email yes. and how yes. don't miss that opportunity. So let's say somebody opts in on your website or on your mm-hmm. landing page. Maybe you give them some sort of offer, a download, whatever they opt in. What about, what's that opportunity with that first email that you send out? Wow. Um, that first email is the most important message that you're going to send. It's your first impression, mm-hmm. right? In communication, that is, right? You've made an impression on the website or landing page or whatnot, but this is the first time they've heard your voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll put it like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want that squeaky voice and that squeaky. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want a strong, confident voice, right? Mm-hmm. So that first email, because remember, the exchange, every transaction that takes place should be value-based, which means in order for me to give up something, I need something of equal or greater value in return. So when somebody is on your website and they give their email address, you have the opportunity to exceed the value that they expect in return. That's the importance of that welcome email. Because it serves as, first off, you deliver what you promised. If you said, hey, you're going to get X, Y, Z, that first welcome email should give them X, Y, Z. And another tip, too, on this first email, that's not the time to get cute and creative. That's not the time to say, have you ever wondered what 10 plus 10 minus 11 is? (laughs) And it's just like, what? Who is this? (laughs) You know, or click here and find out the secrets you've been searching for. It's like, no, (laughs) that's that you need. That is, if anything, that should be the most easiest email subject line to write because it's literally saying, here is your blank. Whatever they just asked for, Hmm. give them that. Do not make them wonder what it is, who you are. Make sure whatever name you're sending from is it matches your website in some form. So if it's it's hard to if they don't know you, right, Joe? If yeah. it, somebody comes to my website and they don't know me, and they get an email from Chris Davis, they may question who is that. But since my website is Automation Bridge, I'll do Chris Dash Automation Bridge. Gotcha. Just so yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, and and this is just. It's a welcome email, everybody. So yeah. look, just think of all these considerations, right? And now we've got a, a clear subject line. It's like, okay, Chris, from there, yep, I was on that website. I wanted the automation thing. Oh, there it is, the automation thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> you open up the email, listen to me, everybody. Get right to it. You, that link to download should be as high up as possible. Mm. I don't like to put it more than two to three sentences from the jump. Like you may want to, you know, do some cordial. Hey, thank you so much for visiting. But if anybody has, has visited my website, I get like maybe two sentences in. It's like, thanks for downloading. This is going to be this. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like give them their stuff. Mm. Um, At times I wondered if, what if I just say, say, here it is and have the link. Like I've, I wanted to test that, but I'm just nervous. I'm like, that might be too straightforward. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, and the reason why you want to do this, because that email, what you bought, that exchange, you bought their attention. That's what they gave you. And the attention that they gave you will never be higher. It mm. decays. There's nothing you could do about it. It's just like us. The second we're born, we get older. 
Nothing yeah. we can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have our moments where we feel younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have your moments where you kind of see a spike in engagement, but it's not going to, it's never going to peak that initial, that initial welcome email. So that's the importance of it. So once you deliver it, now you can, you can, you can frame what you want to say. But here's the thing. I like to, if, if you want to give them some background about you or, you know, some additional text, I always like to frame it to the next step. Mm. Okay. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't feel comfortable going to the next step, reaffirm them of the value they just received in that welcome email. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like, Hey, you, 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 you downloaded the automation blueprint. Um, here it is. This blueprint, you're going to find this, this, and that it's going to help you X, Y, Z. And, and, and if you want to close it, if you want to, if you want to um, use that to engage with your audience, which I highly recommend for those getting started, open it in that email with a, with a, a question, uh, with a, um, with, with a statement to, to allow them to reply, right? Hey, if, if, if any of this, you know, if, if let me know, how about this, this, this worked for me when I was getting started and I, I still see some marketers use it. Um, I, I would ask them, uh, once you've downloaded it and consumed it, uh, I would love to know what you're struggling with. So if you could reply to this email and just let me know what your biggest struggle is. Um, when I did that, Joe, I got so many replies for people who are struggling with things I hadn't even thought of. And this mm. is gold for somebody getting started. Yep. Right. Because yep. the majority of the people are going to see that email. Not everybody's going to reply to it, but you'll get some replies to it. Mm. And you have a, that, that email is so strong <laughs> just from everything that I outlined. If you had to do that in person, one email checks all of those boxes for you. Yeah. Um, that is why I will take my time. If it takes me an extra five minutes or 10 minutes on a welcome email, the initial email that they, when I say welcome, it is the first email they receive after they've provided their information. I'll do it mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. And if that brings up a, a point about replying to emails. I think a lot of people get in the mindset of, it's kind of like the email newsletter mindset that we used to have. We send it out. It's a one-way communication, mm -hmm. which is weird because we all use email as two-way communication constantly. But something yes. about marketing emails, while well, I'm sending my newsletter out into the world and it's done, like I'm finished with it, you know, and, and asking people to reply, it really does work. And it it, you get, not only does it work, you, you get that feedback that's so valuable, like you're talking about. Yeah, it, it worked so well. I had to take it off my email as my list grew. <laughs> you okay. can't respond to all of them. Yeah. You know, okay, it's getting overwhelming. I'll just remove that one line, but mm -hmm. I did it. I did it when I first started. Um, I, I kept that in there for the first three years, man. Wow. The first three years. And I just kept a, a spreadsheet of all of the responses that people gave me. Yeah. That's cool. And then, so you're, you're not only are you asking to reply or that's a suggestion maybe, but you said also tell them about the next step. So when you yeah. say that, are you talking about talking about the next email they're going to get or the next step in your sales process or yeah. both maybe? Yeah. I like to talk about the next step in the sales process. And, okay. and if I, uh, it, it ninja strategy, um, number, number one, maybe, I don't know how many <laughs> I'll have, but um, also before that I like to deliver value on the thank you page. Hmm. So um, the thank you page, just think of this again, some of this stuff you just kind of bypass and don't even realize it. A thank you page is the only page on your website that you can guarantee 100% visibility. Mm. 
right? Yeah. 100% of people who fill out that form bearing technology, technological issues, but 100% of people who fill out that form will see that thank you page. And I yeah. see so many people wasted on a message that says, thank you for responding. We'll be in touch, you yeah. know, or yeah. <laughs> going to some static built-in page of their autoresponder mm-hmm. that says, thank yeah. you. We're sending you an email now. No, that is a huge marketing point because you'll normally see about a one to 3% conversion. If you, if you've got it really optimized, you can put the end goal, whatever your offer is nicely on that thank you page there's a there's a way to format that page now i'm not saying say okay thank you now bye yeah right? like, yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a way to frame it but the point that i want to make here is i'm leveraging my thank you page to deliver value and let them know what's next mm. okay so now when they go in the email and they get the rest of the value by the time i mention what's next they've already seen it yeah. You know, they already know what to do. So I like to use PSs in yeah. welcome emails. Right. Um, just because you don't want to, you don't want to have asked people to do too many things. I already get nervous when I tell you to download and reply, mm-hmm. but it works. Yeah. Um, so if I'm going to ask you to do one more thing, I'm going to put it in the PS and say, yeah. oh, hey, by the way, you know what I'm saying? And, and then that way that, I mean, that's a very, very strong welcome email. Yeah. That's good. So right even on your thank you page, which I see so many people, not only do they not take advantage of their thank you page, but they don't do a thank you page at all. It's, it's just a pop-up that says, hey, you received this download. And I have to admit, I've been guilty of it in the past, but, but people like you have reminded me over and over and over again, don't miss the opportunity on the thank you page. Oh my gosh. It's a free marketing touch, yeah. right? Yeah. Now there are times Depending on your industry, there are times where it is just like, hey, somebody will be in touch with you. But I, I even even in those times, I'm just like, okay, can we just like still do a thank you page? Yeah, <laughs> put yeah. Somebody, like put your picture on there about the founder, like something. something. They're going to see it. You, yeah. you bought their attention. Mm-hmm. And in the currency of attention, some of it is going to be spent on that thank you page. Why waste it? Yeah. You know, so. Such a good reminder. So you're, you're kind of always putting that offer back out. You're putting on the thank you page, putting in your first email, and then, mm-hmm. you know, corresponding emails from there, probably referencing back to that offer when you can. And I know we could keep going with email after email after email. I just, a couple yeah. of questions about mm-hmm. additional emails. Yeah. And then I have another, I want to talk about measuring things before okay. we wrap up today. Um, <clears throat> so with email, uh, the second, third email, really do you approach that from a perspective of trying to convince? Are you trying to offer value? What's, do you have like a, a rule of thumb you try to follow when you're doing an email sequence, a sales funnel or some sort like that? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I started doing this. I may have been doing it when we met Joe at the study hall, um, but I started doing it for about, I think it's two years now. Um, and I noticed a behavior. I noticed a behavior shift. Okay. I noticed that um, people had been trained in two ways online. So this is why it's important to to watch the trends of people. Um, Yeah. uh, One was there were people were more, I saw people more willing to put their information online. Hmm. And and by that, I mean, um, when I went to certain websites to shop, the websites looked at like a website I would never put my credit card information in. Yeah. But people were buying and I knew people like 
personally who have, who have purchased off this website. So there was, there's discomfort, right? There's discomfort yeah. around um, being online. Um, and, and, and then like Amazon Prime killed eBay. I yeah. mean, when Amazon Prime came out, it, it literally stole me from eBay. I was using eBay for a lot of my, pro- what was I using before Amazon? I think it was primarily eBay and yeah. some other sites, but Amazon Prime two day shipping. I'm like, what? Yeah. I can, and then sometimes right. it comes same day. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm not, I could go to the store and get it today, but I'd rather not get dressed. Order it on That's Amazon. right. It's not a, get it tomorrow. Come to me. Or today. Right? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you have that. That was one. I saw those trends, right? The tech, mm-hmm. the, the, the comfort of technology, uh, people are using it more and now they're expecting instant, immediate. And yeah. then the second thing was binging. Right. Mm. When, when Netflix started dropping binge type binge series where you could just watch the whole thing. And I think they were the first. I can't remember. Another yeah. Company. Yeah. I think so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Netflix was the first. So now everybody's addicted to it. They're hooked yeah. on it. I, I've, I have friends and family members who won't watch live shows right now. Because they're waiting for it to finish. To so finish they so binge. they can binge it. I know. I know. <laughs> and right. you know, a funny side note about that. I, t- I was just telling my kids the other night. I'm like, Netflix used to be DVDs that came in an envelope in the I mail. Know. And they were like, what? That's the weirdest thing. They just could, they couldn't get over it. I'm like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. They're like, that's so weird that they sent you a DVD. They just couldn't yeah. wrap their head. Anyway, they couldn't do it. <laughs> so look at that. So even, and that's a great, oh man, Joe, that's a great um, that's a great perspective there because it lets you know we used to wait. Mm-hmm. We used to wait for, yeah. for our stuff. People aren't waiting anymore. So I gave all that to give context to what I'm about to say. So my email follow-ups, I like to, I like to inject bingeability. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no longer do I ask the question, should I wait one day? Should I wait three days? I like to do it based on their action. So you can go through my follow-up sequence as fast or as slow as you want to, because I've got it programmed to where when you click the link in email one, then email two goes out, then email three goes. You you see what I'm saying? So they're Uh going through it at their pace because I knew if I do email one, wait a day, email two, wait a day. That was like, so 19, I mean, 2015, yeah, 2016, yeah. right? It's like, that's what email marketing was back then. But now you have to respond to people's, their, their true desire. Joe, there, there are people that go through my entire follow-up sequence within an hour. Wow. And those people, guess what they do? They take action on the next step at a much higher rate. Can you imagine if I delayed those yeah, days. you're like pushing it, pushing it backwards. <laughs> so you've got a link right in there that's saying, hey, click here if you want to learn more about whatever. And mm-hmm. that triggers the second email. Does that take them somewhere usually as well? That's that it. It does. Them? So yeah. so I take I, I use, uh, you know, paid landing pages to deliver everything. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. that link takes them to a page, a delivery page, yeah. you know, and, and they consume it. And then there I tell them again, hey, next video is ready. Check your email. Yeah. And, and the reason why I'm training, I'm, I'm literally training them to check their email value. Chris yeah. plus email equals value. Yeah, that's the that's the formula. I'm, I'm training them to know like one plus one. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they're not uncomfortable opening emails. They're, they're not uncomfortable clicking emails. They know that it always delivers value. And when it comes time to, for that ask, they're like, OK, you know, it doesn't yeah. feel weird. It doesn't feel, you know, off. So that's how that's how I approach the follow ups. 
because again, since the the attention is is declining, I'm trying to hit you in that short time frame where I have the most of your attention, yeah. you know, with, with as much value as possible. So you asked, you know, is it value based? Is it, um, uh, you know, uh, sales sales uh, uh, positioned? I've seen it two ways. I lean towards value. Okay. I, I want to yeah. overwhelm you with value. I really do, man. Like, mm-hmm. Joel, I know so much. Even if I sat down for an hour and wrote an ebook, it would still be touching the surface of, of what I know. Yeah, so I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not afraid to, to lead with that amount of value. Mm-hmm. Some people hold back. They're like, if I give this, what will I sell? It's like, yeah. no, I've got, it gets so deep. <laughs> it's yeah. impossible. I could talk to you for a week and there'll still be depths that we I haven't, know. you know. Well, there's so discovered. much value, even this for a couple of 10, 20, 20 minutes we've been talking. It's like, <laughs> man, so good. Yeah. Yes. And, and there's something to say about that. There's something to say. And I, I love mm-hmm. that idea of click because even when we're doing uh, email campaigns and funnels and things, I'm not doing that. I mean, that's something I need to think about more as well is having that click through that they can take it at their own pace. Bingeability. I love that word. It's yes, great. man. Yes, absolutely. And, and I would say just always the, the rule of thumb is always look at your marketing from the customer's perspective. It's, it's so easy for us to, to stay in the CEO mode or the marketer mode. Mm-hmm. But I always like to think, what are they thinking right now? Yeah. Everything is contextual. Okay, last, last thing, Joe, because I know we need to get to the measurement piece. Yeah, yeah, Last yeah. thing, this is a bonus there. So maybe this okay. is ninja, ninja tip number two. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But this is, I, I need everybody to hear this. Okay. Conversions are contextual. They mm-hmm. do not happen in isolation. Whenever you try to have a conversion. So when I say conversion, that means I went from state A to state B. So state A could be a lead and state B could be a customer. I don't care what those states are. Any conversion point is contextual. So what do I need to get the most out of a conversion point? I need to know where you were and what you heard and what you need to do and what you'll hear. Hmm. That, That email, that messaging is that's that's the context in which it's written in so when i'm when i'm sitting down writing my emails and by the way i have to be in a different mode to write emails i cannot build out automation and write emails Uh, i I literally different part of the brain yeah two totally different parts of the brain right when i'm in email mode i'm thinking about the customer journey but i'm now thinking about what was their last touch point what did they hear what did i tell them and what are they expecting yeah. Right. Sometimes that's the easiest. Like, oh, I told him I was going to send him a download. So this. But then it's like, well, what did I say? Then I got to yeah. go back to the previous emails. That, oh, I didn't say anything. <laughs> so now I've got to craft that because, again, it's a conversation. Could you imagine if we were having a conversation, Joel, and I say in, in this podcast, you say, hey, Chris, uh, tomorrow we're going to record part two. We're going to pick up right where we left off here. OK. Yeah. T- tomorrow comes we record and you're on a whole entirely different topic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now your listeners are like, okay, day two, we're going to learn about conversion strategies. And then we go in there. You're like, so tell me about being a father of three and yeah. starting a business. Right. It's disjointed and mm-hmm. people do it all the time, Joe. I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how many people write their email in contextual isolation. Yeah. They're not thinking, what did they, what did they hear? What did they see? Right. What, web, yeah. what was on the webpage that they visited? Be- because if you know, you know your stuff. So I know, Joe, I know if I sent you to a webpage, if there was a pop-up I triggered, 
if there was some, I know everything. I know that entire experience. Hmm. So my next email, I'm going to reference what you saw just so you realize I'm in the right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the right email for me. And then I'm going to lead you forward. So it's that it's like a chaining. It's, it's all, when you think of it contextually, the consistency in your messaging is second to none. Yeah. People are never confused. I, I can't remember the last time I got an email from somebody confused on whether or not they should have received that email or the action they were supposed to take. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's good. So good. I got, I got, all right. All right. I got to ask you before we get into, I, I got one more thing. I okay, promise okay. before we get into this, because, and I've talked about this with, with other people, but it seems to come up a lot. Um, mm. Email subject lines. You know, I know that could probably be a whole podcast in and of itself. It could, it could. But you know, there's a lot of pressure around that. Do you, like you said early on when we were talking, how crazy do you get with trying to be, you know, tricky and, and using mm-hmm. 10 secrets of, you know, marketing, you won't believe number five <laughs> versus just saying things like, Hey, here's what I promise you. Or, you know, what, what are just some, do you have any tips on that that we, that we can't spend like three hours on? Yeah. Cause I know we could go on and on. Yeah. I'll spend a couple minutes on this one. Okay. Um, your email subject lines are the most important element to your email. Mm. Um, if that subject line does not capture them, they don't open. Yeah. If they don't open, they don't click. If they don't click, there's no opportunity for a transaction to take place, right? Yeah. So it, it, it really does start with the subject line. Now, value-based businesses who are concerned with their brand persona, um, use catchy headlines sparingly, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I use it more of a disruptive pattern, okay. right? But I like to be very clear and... Um, uh, one of the psychological triggers I've realized I use the, the most is curiosity. Okay. So I like yeah. to be very clear on my subject lines, but I always like to inject some curiosity because it just gives you that, that additional, um, that additional push sometimes to get people to click and open that. And curiosity doesn't come off as kind of like scammy, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. Um, but, but, there are, there is something to be said for every psychological trigger. I, I would highly recommend that people study the psychological triggers and, and what makes people react, you know, whether it's social proof, whether it's authority, you know, mm. curiosity, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like to be very clear. Um, again, since mine, since everything that I'm doing is contextual, my subject lines are contextual. Yeah. So it's like, if you, if you watch video one, the subject line is going to be, here's video two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So there are times where perhaps I need to re-engage and I'm like, you haven't opened an email in a while. Now I'll go through my bag of tricks. Okay. Right. And, and, and I like to use short two words or, you know, this you mm. question mark. And, and now you're even looking at like, I don't know, is it? Let me see. <laughs> you know, so I've got, I've got my bag of tricks. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but yeah. I do not pull the tricks out consistently. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you lose, you lose credibility if you're, if you're Absolutely. doing that too much. Yep. Like, oh, this guy's a sleazy marketer. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. And most people who do that, they're just going for that quick sale. They don't care if you like them or not. They're just going for that sale. So yeah, yeah your subject lines are important. And you're, this is something people don't say, Joe, your subject line, the reception of your subject line is going to be relative to the perception of your brand. Hmm. So this is why you really have to know who you are in the marketplace, yeah. how people are viewing you, because it's going to determine how you write your subject lines. 
Yeah. Very cool. Well, like I said, I know we could keep talking about that, <laughs> but to what I've been promising. Okay. So this, I'll, I'll set this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, this was one of the most important things I think I've learned from you is the metrics. So you had talked yeah. about, and I'm, we teach our clients this too, whether it's website traffic or whatever, we talk about conversions, you've got to measure, you've got to set a baseline because if you don't know the numbers, you can't go, you don't know where you're going. You don't know where Mm -hmm. you're headed Mm -hmm. um, and how you can improve. You talked about uh, four metrics that you can measure to see if your marketing is being effective. Um, I'd love for you to talk about those because I just think they're really valuable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the the key is, uh, you, you know, measurement is that feedback loop. You never want open loop marketing. That's kind of that one-way channel that you talked about earlier where people just used to send emails, right? Yeah. Um, you, you need to close the loop and, and metrics do that, right? So whatever I'm sending out, I need to know how it's performing. And these are four for everybody getting started. Are there more? Of course, but if you're doing at least these four, you're ahead of the game, mm-hmm. honestly. And, and let me simplify for everybody. When I say measure it, a spreadsheet will suffice. Do not overcomplicate this thing and start looking for reporting dashboards and (laughs) you you don't need any of that getting started. So the first thing you need to know is how many visitors, how many visitors are coming to your website and or landing pages, because that's the same as a physical location, knowing the foot traffic, right? Mm -hmm. That's letting me know the potential because once they're in my store, once they're in my virtual storefront, I need to know how many of them are taking action. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. by taking action, I mean, they're exchanging their information. Those two metrics are, are li- is what lead generation is defined as. So if you've heard the term lead generation, it's the ability to generate traffic. And from that traffic, capture information. And, and that capture, that conversion point turns question marks into leads. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, now that you have leads in your system, so, so first off, you, you need, you need technology to do that. Google analytics yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. a bare minimum will, will, will help you with that. Right. But you, you need technology to do that because you want to pay attention to that conversion rate. That's going to be your first telltale of your product market fit. This goes back to the very beginning of our, of the podcast where we talked about the two things to start out is your offer and your audience, mm-hmm. that conversion rate confirms Right. Yeah. So if you've yeah. got if you've got a high conversion rate, what's a high conversion rate um, for a landing page starting out? Anything over thirty five percent. You know, um, yeah. you could go down in the twenties. I've been down in the twenties with something hyper targeted, but I, I would like if you're just getting started, you shouldn't be down there. That's letting you know that mm, maybe it's not resonating. I'd like to honestly see fifty or or up for a new offer. You you yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. And it's you, you, it's targeted traffic because you're talking about that specific offer and it's not cold. It's not like you're driving advertising. Yeah. These are people that you're, you know, you're nurturing. Um, I like, I would like to see 50%, but I'll, I'll be giving in the say 30. So, so when you say that, just to clarify, when you say conversion rate in that, you're not necessarily, yeah. are you talking about buying or are you talking about just opting in somehow? Yep. Just opting in. Just opting in. Okay. So whatever one. information you're act, you're, you're, you're asking for to be in a position to follow up with them. Gotcha. Yep. I like okay. to see um, I like to see that. So, so now that you have them in your system and we already talked about, you know, you have a follow-up in place. Now you want to, the next metric that you're measuring is how many of those people actually show up to what I call a sales event. Okay. okay. Now yep. it could be a web page. It could be a scheduling page. It could be a checkout page, w- whatever it is, where are you making the offer? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so how many of those people that you capture show up for that offer? Now, that, that number being low is going to let you know two things. Either what your promise was up front, somehow you did not <laughs> consistently communicate across. Yeah. And as they learned more, they got less excited, which goes back to your product market fit. And if it's high, it's going to let you know, like, I'm on to something. Hmm. Wait a minute. This, I think we got something here, right? Yeah. And then last is you want to know the people who show up, how many of them pay you money, right? For the people that show up to that sales event. And j- just to shape your expectations, just right now, <clears throat> especially getting started, um, these numbers change based on how you sell. You know, if you sell over the phone or in person uh, in a video call like this, your numbers will be higher, but just, just be ready for a one to 3% conversion rate. Gotcha. So on the you, sale. Yeah. Once, yeah, on once you've, sale. once you've got the sales event and I should point out, I know for, mm-hmm. for me and for a lot of our clients on our agency side, that sales event is, is, can be a consultation. Like you said, yes. a video call or an in-person yes. meeting or whatever, that mm-hmm. is also a sales event. Yeah. yeah. I've seen video calls reach up upwards to 18%, man. Wow. I've seen people close at 18% rate um, at all price levels. Um, I usually hover around 10%, although that number's been going up. The more targeted I get with my messaging, uh, that's another podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> when they come, when they come uh, and 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 that sales event, you're expecting uh one to 3% conversion rate. So what am I saying? Don't expect to sell until 100 people. At least 100 people have seen your offer. Wow. So now, now, now let's put it all in perspective. How are you going to get a hundred people to your offer? Right? Because if I'm, if a hundred people are going to get to my offer and there's no way I'm getting a hundred percent conversion, a hundred people saw my offer, uh, saw my lead magnet, they opted in a hundred percent, read my emails. And yeah. Clicked yeah. <laughs> right, right. Not going to happen. Yeah. Right. We got to backtrack and do the math. So you're looking at where are you going to get your first 1000 visitors? right? One to 3000 visitors, where are they going to come from? Because out of that one to 3000, you'll be able to convert one to three customers. Yeah. So and that's just, when you start talking about things like Google ads and Facebook ads or what don't even yeah. start going down that road until you have all this figured you out. See? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you could do a lot organically on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn articles were great videos on LinkedIn are really performing well. Um, the same with Facebook native, uh, native videos, uh, groups, you know, there's all kinds yeah. of social strategies, yeah. but you can do a lot of the groundwork yourself. You're just getting started in business or you're just getting started as a marketer. This is your job. Yeah. This is your full time. Do it. Yeah. Don't try to shortcut this. Yeah. You know, go through, uh, join the groups, add value for two to three months before you start promoting your stuff. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yep. really do this the right way. It's a long-term game. And the whole reason why you and I are talking about email is because it spits out those metrics for you. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? That yep. That's, if anything, the reason why we market digitally is not because it's cheaper. It's not because it's more cost effective in terms of execution. It's not because it has higher ROI. The underlying theme in all of this is traditional marketing is, has, and always will be extremely expensive to measure. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm digital marketing, the measurement of it costs some acumen and your time. Yeah. And, and I've seen even more than ever. It's one of the reasons like this season of the podcast, I really wanted to focus on digital marketing because yeah. it's with COVID. It, I think you mentioned this before. It's completely changed the game. 
I've seen yeah, businesses man. that have been able to ignore it forever. And then all of a sudden they're like, man, <laughs> I have to get on this. <laughs> we yeah. have to do something about it. We can't ignore our online presence and digital marketing anymore. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll say this because measurement is the thing. I, I want to take people off the hook here as we close out, uh, Joe. Yeah. Um, if you're struggling with it, if you're overwhelmed by it, on average, Every on the average American, the average part. Well, let me just say American because I don't know across the world. The average American struggles with numbers. Mm. Th- that's just a known fact. I-, I can't tell you the amount of CEOs that cannot do basic arithmetic. It overwhelms mm. them. That's why they got the CFO. Right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Just tell me what these numbers are. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you have the calculation, then you have the interpretation. That can be very overwhelming. But let me tell you this, if, if it's not you, you'd be surprised at the people in your house, whether it's your, your children, your cousin, brother, friend, who can interpret numbers. They're, they're, there's a nerd in every neighborhood. That's yep. what I like to say. Yep. <laughs> every neighborhood has a nerd. Uh-huh. And you say, man, I got f- 500 people came to my website and like 400 opted in. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's like, tw- that's, that's, looks, that's like, that's what's like 80% there. And they yeah, just yeah. it off, you know, their head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that's my wife and in, in, in my... I, <laughs> I'll track it all and I understand the importance of it. And I, if I think really hard, but my wife should be like, oh yeah, that's this percentage or that statistic that's means it. this and that. Yeah, That's it, Joe. So like I said, there's a nerd in every neighborhood. It doesn't have to be physically in your circle mm-hmm. of influence and friends. There's a nerd. Yeah. So let them be that because here, here's what marketing is. And, and I say that because I want to lower this weight that it comes with metrics uh, that comes with it. If you've ever waken up, and went into the mirror to get ready to, to go out into the world. And you have that big cr- sleep crater in the corner mm-hmm. of your eye, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. There is nobody that will look at it and be like, mm, I'll get it later. <laughs> <laughs> Walk out, right? Yeah. When you see something wrong, human behavior, let me fix it. Yeah. Metrics is that mirror. It's the mirror to all those eye boogers in your marketing. <laughs> 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 like, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. And it's so hard not to be like, we need to fix that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an intentional decision not to optimize because yeah. your initial reaction is, how do I fix that? Wait a minute. Why are our open rates, rates low? And that leads you to take the action that you need to take instead of the action that you want to take that may feel good and look good. Hmm. Man, so good. So I want to go back and review if you're, <laughs> if, if you're, uh, if you're not measuring these four things, you know, so I'd, I'd say, I don't know how often you recommend, maybe once a month, right? Go yep, through. That's what I, that's what I start at. I, I do yeah. it weekly, but yeah, once a month. Once you a know, month. Go yeah. back, you know, make note of the traffic, all the traffic that's visiting your website. How many, how much of that traffic is converting? So, so filling out some, whether that's an email opt-in, yep. you know, track that, who's actually opting in. Then who shows up to your sales event is number three. Mm -hmm. And that sales event could be everything from a consultation to a sales page, whatever. Um, And then finally, how many of those people actually give you money? How many actually buy? Right. Is that right? That's it. You got it. You nailed it. Well, yeah, that's been really helpful for me on on a bunch of levels. So Mm -hmm. I think there's so many things we can take away from today, Chris. It has been amazing. That is one of the biggest, but all right. So I know there are some people that are listening or watching that are going, this guy's a genius. How have I never heard about him before? How can I get more information from him? And I know there's a lot of ways to do that. Number one, you have a podcast called yeah. All Systems Go, which yeah. I highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, All Systems Go, it, really, it's, um, 
there are some episodes, and this is from my perspective, mm-hmm. that are, are very approachable for anybody. There are some episodes that dive really deep. So it's yeah. a real resource of information. Um, but if someone wants to work with you, you run a company called automation bridge. If somebody wants to work with you directly, what, what do they do? What, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got a program. Um, I'm, I'm focused on creating automation service providers. That's digital marketers with a superhero cape. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. How do I take a digital marketing professional and turn them into an automation superhero? These are automation service providers, people who want to provide the service of automation for companies for a living, right? Yeah, gotcha. um, I have a program for that, but I would say the, the, the best place to start is nailing everything we mentioned today. Mm-hmm. Nailing, I have a free course that walks through the, the mechanics of in, creating that engagement in your marketing because without it, you have nothing. So um, that's, a free, that's a free course for everybody listening today. You can opt in and see. You'll see yeah. every, literally, Joel. <laughs> Yeah, I I bet you if I click this button, the next one is and and Uh it will literally do it. You know, so it's one of those things where you can get value, but you can also take note and see marketing in action. So that'll be available for everybody on on this podcast at automationbridge.com forward slash little fish. Gotcha, and we will put that in the show notes. Um, So. Awesome. Chris, again, we could, we could have four more episodes and talk about so many different things here. Right. And really, I appreciate you being on the show and, uh, you know, maybe have you back sometime, but again, I, yeah. I learned a lot and, and I'll keep learning from you. So I really appreciate you being on. Yeah. Thanks for entrusting me with your audience, Joe. This was, this was great, man. Absolutely. Hey, you guys check Chris out automationbridge.com and uh, listen to his podcast, All Systems Go. And then join us next week for another episode of Little Fish Podcast. Wow, what an awesome conversation with Chris Davis. That guy is a wealth of knowledge. I feel like you could listen to that conversation over and over and get something new out of it every time. I learn something new every time I talk to him. You gotta check out his resource, automationbridge.com forward slash littlefish. He's got a mini course. Go through the mini course. If anything, sign up for it just to see how he does, like he said, his email automations. You can learn a lot by watching how other people do things. And he is one of the best in the world. I guarantee it. So check that out, automationbridge.com forward slash littlefish. Also, next week I'm going to be talking about, maybe you've been going through this uh, this season and you're like, this is all great. And you're kind of trying to do some of it on your own, but you could sure use some help. I am going to be launching a School of Marketing Masterclass. I'll tell you more details about that on next week's episode, but it's coming up. Imagine going into the end of the year, the beginning of 2021, with a digital marketing plan in place that works. A new website, an email sales funnel, a lead generator. You're going to have it all. Check it out next week. I'm going to talk about my masterclass. Then next week's episode, we're going to talk about how to create a lead magnet, an irresistible lead magnet with my guest, Wes Gay. So join me next week on the Little Fish Podcast, the School of Marketing.